Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back to CND After Dark, volume three, I think. Maybe four. Um, four, I feel like. I kind of like doing After Dark, to be honest. Really sets the mood. It does, but also, I don't know. I think people in my house, they get a little, they get a little liberated at night. They're like, let's start filling up these cups with ice. Let's start slamming these pantry doors. It's actually very quiet in my house after dark, but also I have so much stuff to do, you know, coming up. I have classes starting the week after the next one. I'm not excited, but we got to do what we got to do, right? I have nothing in my life. She said I'm graduated. I am at a standstill. Everyone continues to progress, and I stay <laughs> in the same place every day. All right. Do you want to talk about your seamless second? Um, I don't have a lot to say. It's just more of like, you know, birth announcement. Okay. <laughs> Even though everybody already knows, I feel like Ed Sheeran, who is mentioned in, I think, our last episode yes uh is about to have well his wife cherry seaborn is gonna have a baby oh a little baby a little eddie a little (laughs) little eddie add it to our pandemic uh pregnancy count let's see we have yes Katy perry sophie turner had her baby Mm -hmm. joe jonas is a father a father uh we have imagine when nick and brianca have a child I didn't say anything. Uh, who uh, else Chrissy, had a baby? Chrissy Teigen is pregnant. <gasps> didn't know that. Or Teigen, apparently. Isn't it Teigen? Teigen. Teigen. Oh. Well, sh- yeah, I think it's supposed to be Teigen. And Chris Clemens thinks he's, like, so, like, smart because that's what he calls her. And I'm like, honey, nobody calls her that. Like, she's, she even says, like, it's fine. Just call me Teigen. It's Teigen until she personally tells me otherwise. Uh, yes. Gigi and Zane are having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm probably definitely oh we're probably out. missing a lot. But yeah. those are the ones that I personally am familiar with. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't really. Um, Acacia Kersey. She having, having another baby. She's having a little boy. <gasps> wow. Hmm. I act like I know these people. <laughs> god i have to plan to go to like the baby shower the gender reveal i need to check the birth registry i'm kind of excited because she's having a boy and she's had two girls Mm -hmm. so it's like gonna be different see this is brinley and rosie like like, as if we're like the aunts or something i really do act like see this is why fame does not belong to me and shouldn't i as a non-famous very irrelevant person give so much of my attention and time to these people who do not know I exist and I really do talk about them as if we are cool like that um so I'm looking I looked up 30 celebrities welcoming a new baby to the world in 2020 Michelle Williams uh the actor um Felicity Jones let's see I don't know the actress she's um the actress Mm -hmm. she's from the theory of everything Oh, no, not, no, 
I was scrolling past him and there was a oh, lady I that like, I didn't know. You don't know Felicity? I know, I know Felicity. You're not I'm in with the familiar. in crowd? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Penn Badgley and his uh, partner. Not Joe. Oh, yes, Joe. <laughs> um, hold on. Uh, Topher Grace. Eric from that 70s show? Mm-hmm. Venom <laughs> from Spider-Man 3. I'm looking. Um, apparently, Ace Family, we don't care. Sorry. <laughs> Congrats anyway, though. Congrats anyways. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Who is that? Um, he is the guy off of Modern Family. He's one of the guys. Okay, that Arnold. doesn't mean anything to me, but congratulations. Um, I watched him and his husband's, I think they're married, um, Architectural Digest. They're so funny. Just, you have to go watch those. And then, um, you know what? There's a lot of people who are pregnant. We don't have time. This is not the podcast well, to be talking about celebrities being pregnant. But congrats to all of them. Congratulations. If you want to invite me to the shower. Yes. I probably won't come, but I will send something. Mm-hmm. Um, my seamless second is, you know, it kind of has something to do with what we're talking about today. You know, my whole life, I feel like I've had this deep appreciation for these movies. She was born in space. (laughs) I was born. What kind of movies, you might ask? Well, these horrible natural disaster um, doesn't depict real science type of movies. You know, there are a lot of people out there who are like, this isn't real. This would never happen. I don't care. It's so bad. It's so good. Her belief has been suspended. (laughs) Like, I think it's um, The Day After Tomorrow with Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Rossum, our girl Fiona. Um, I used to love that movie back in the day. I've seen that movie way too many times. And it's not a good movie because it's actually kind of stupid. (laughs) Because it just, it wouldn't really work. It's not like how an Ice Age works, I don't think. But it's so addicting because I think it's the adrenaline rush. And speaking of those types of movies, it kind of has to do with like Dwayne Johnson and his movies. No. Because, yes, <laughs> I've seen almost every Dwayne Johnson movie no. because they're so addicting. Because I've seen that. <laughs> there's this movie, Skyscraper, where he like climbs the highest tower in the world because his wife and children are stuck in a fire what shall he do? And then um, San Andreas, where there's an earthquake inside uh, Andreas. And there's this part in the movie. It is so funny. So there's like this ginormous wave coming. And it is like miles tall. And him and his wife are in this little, little boat. And she's like, look. And he's like, I see it. And I'm like, I can see it too. It's a ginormous wave about to sweep you away. And there's just boats just like driving up this wave. As if it's nothing. But it's it's so stupid. But I love it so much. You were a storm chaser in a past life. And it's an interest that doesn't harm or hurt anybody. So it is, doesn't. Is this for you like my interest in 
ooh, sad angst. Sad angsty boys. I think so. I think I like the adrenaline rush of it. Like, I feel like I could fight a tsunami after watching these movies. Katie could punch a tsunami (laughs) square in the throat. Um, I would like to thank Dwayne Johnson for these movies. Thank you, Dwayne. And everybody else who wrote these natural disaster movies. Thank you. I want to thank Dwayne for the remake of Race to Witch Mountain with Anna Sophia Robb and uh, that other guy. Is Josh Hutcherson in it or am I thinking? No, that's Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm, I like that movie too. Agreed. The, the first one's good. The second one? The, the, the Mysterious Island? Yeah. I don't know. Look, Vanessa, I love you, but girl, I don't know what you were doing in that movie. Look, Vanessa, <laughs> go back to the next Planon commercials. Wasn't the guy who played um, Frank's best friend in season 10 of Shameless, wasn't he in... Um, during to the Mysterious Island. I he do played, not like, remember. I think he played Vanessa's dad. I swear. It probably was. I wouldn't like doubt yeah. it. Because he's he's like kind of everywhere. I'll watch a TV show and he just pops up out of nowhere. I'm like, okay. Okay, thank you. Me and Dwayne aren't as acquainted these days. Uh, oh, okay. It's been years, you know? It's been decades even. I feel like I feel like Dwayne and I are very close ever since uh, the game plan. Dwayne is like a close family friend of the dolls. Dwayne lives in that household. He has. He's like, you know, it's him and Tom Hanks. We're, we're all very close. I feel like my household is, okay, it's Adele from Grey's Anatomy, but not in that role. <laughs> and um, she is a good actress. You know, she does have some pipes on her. And then Mm -hmm. uh, a little sprinkle of Tyler Perry and a little sprinkle of Tarashi P. Henson. That is my household for you. Not me, but my household, just for clarification. Cool, cool. Um, Anyways, we spent way too much time talking about that when we could be talking about the 100... Yay. Otherwise referred to as the hundred. They want us to refer to as the hundred, but nobody says that. Except for that one character in the show that I can't remember who said that. I don't know. And that is the pretense for this week's episode. Is I can't remember <laughs> what happened or who said what. Um. Yeah, we decided let's watch the ultimate dystopian tv show because i feel like this is up there with dystopian tv shows because i don't know any other dystopian tv show i mean the walking dead but i mean like teen dystopian oh um because like i'm really trying to think i don't because like the walking dead that's like more mature and it's not so much like we're teenagers we gotta figure things out we gotta make a society I could name so many, like, movies that fall into this category, Mm -hmm. but television shows, no. Because, like, yeah, we already watched season one of The Society, but that doesn't feel dystopian to me. No, because to qualify for dystopian, in my mind, there has to be some type of apocalypse or something. I mean, not necessarily, like, zombies rising, but there's got to be, like... I don't know, 
people, there's got to be some unfair um, and advantages to some people. There's got to be a broken down government. There's got to be a disaster. There's got to be teenagers. I think that the 100 is the perfect combination of, for all my 90s and early 2000s folks out there, Xenon, girl of the 21st century, and like maybe like a sprinkle of the Hunger Games. Just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle. Um, I might, I'm probably going to talk about this show during this because I've heard people compare it to Lost and I recently finished Lost. Um, this is not whole, this is not anywhere near Lost. Do not think it is. Um, it is not. Let's, let's not bash Lost in its great name. Um, but I can definitely see where people can compare it. Um, because in Lost, you know, they, they crash on an island. They say, okay, look, nobody's going to come for us anytime soon. So we gotta, we gotta create some type of system here. And then they meet other people who are natives to the island, just like grounders. And um, there is also my boy Desmond. My boy Desmond playing Kane in this show. Katie's father of the week. He is. His, Not necessarily in this show. But... In his previous life, <laughs> he was. He was. For me... No, but for her, yes. I think any show where they have to, like, set up and establish a new government because they're, quote-unquote, stranded in an area is going to get compared to Lost. Because you got stuff mm-hmm. like Flight 29 Down mm-hmm. for any of my Discovery Kids folks out there. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, with Corbin Blue and his early years. Um, and that kid from Make It or Break It. And then, like, you know... Lord of the Flies is, like, the OG. Yeah. But that's, like, with kids. So, like, that's the ultimate kids one. I guess. I guess, yeah. Gilligan's Island. Ooh, Gilligan. That, that, you know, that's on in this house sometimes. Some gilly. Some gilly. Um, but we, I forgot to mention that this, you know, this episode, usually with TV series and movies, we like to recap what happened. We like to go through... Sometimes chronologically, it never works, but, you know, we try to say what happened. Uh, first of all, we don't really remember what happened. We just kind of remember some things that went, we were just like, what What just happened? And why was that a thing? Um, so we're going to we're gonna talk about those moments. We're going to talk about what we find wrong in the show, what we find right, maybe. It's like, no, it's not really, and obviously we're only speaking from first season. There are seven seasons of this show. Maybe mm-hmm. this aspect changes but the first season is very episode by episode there's not like a huge overarching plot yeah I can tell that they were trying to put one there and I think that's what's wrong because when you know that it's just going to be like the like supernatural monster of the week when it's like the flash the villain of the week like I can excuse it it might not be my thing but if that's what they're going for then they're doing it right. But I don't think that's what they were going for here. They were mostly just doing what's the problem of the week, and then they kind of ignore it the next mm-hmm. episode. I, that's a complaint that I have, but I will say, even though this is a little off topic, Supernatural does have an overarching plot by, like, season two. Yeah, I, I will say, like, 
I didn't mention what season because honestly, I don't know. But I know that was like a thing. Mm -hmm. The first season is very episode by episode. Yeah. But we mentioned, you know, forming a society within this genre. So I kind of wanted to talk about like the whole decision, you know, to put a bunch of um, teenagers who are deemed criminal um, on the ground as their first, as the first people to be on the ground in 97 years. I wanted to talk about that because I think that is just the stupidest decision they could have made. Like, I know they picked teenagers and criminal ones. I, I'm going to put quotes around criminal because a lot of these acts that they committed weren't even criminal. Like Octavia, she wasn't even, she didn't even commit any act. She just was born. Um, so I understand that they picked them because, like, you know, if it's not safe, who cares? Who cares? They, like, yeah, their parents will probably cry for years to come, but, you know, they don't bother us. We're not going to put anybody important down there. Why were, but, like, there no other teenagers on the Ark after? Because all teenagers are criminals. <laughs> And that's on pot smoking and space walking. Um, but did they never think, did, did they never take into account, like, okay, so what do they do if Earth is habitable? Like, what are these teenagers? They never gave them a game plan, like, okay, you're, you gotta do this, this, and this. They tried, they said, get to this mountain to get food. And that they never dropped worked out. them on the wrong mountain, mm-hmm. and that was a whole other conflict. Um, I was just thinking, like, this, their whole issues with most of season one, I would say, like, first half of season one, was them being like, we're not gonna follow any more rules. You know, we've been, we've been sticking up to, we've been, we've been under the man's thumb this whole time. We're gonna stick it up to him this time. Whatever we want to do goes. You know, you gotta play Imagine Dragons while doing that to really show oh, your rebe- your rebellion. My <laughs> God, that really made this show a product of its time. Because when that song came on, and we all know Radioactive, breathing in, I'm waking up in ash and dust. I ooh, mm, ah, ah, not my favorite choice. It's so 2014 culture, and I love it. But, but we have to have anarchy because any show like this has a little one to two episode plot line of just pure anarchy yeah well they also had to establish some conflict and because you know the grounders weren't established yet in the show like they, they showed like there are grounders and you know they were like oh we have to like we've discovered them the grounders weren't like the main antagonist at first so it had to be like bellamy versus clark basically which Um, it's always guy versus girl always yeah because it's like oh princess what you can do princess i'm like if a man ever calls me that it's over it's over i'm lighting the world on fire and also i kind of forgot about this character because he died so early on but wells just the way they treated him just for being the uh, chancellor's son. Mm-hmm. Like, these kids, they're just like, your dad put me in prison. Your dad killed my dad. Your dad killed my mom. So I'm going to kill you for it. Which is basically what happened. Yeah. Because this little girl was like, I have nightmares, but I need to fight my demons. So 
I'm gonna kill you because you're my demon. I would have rather been a demon than have had that little girl in the cast. Yes. If I'm being quite honest. And I feel like she had some psychological issues. Cause I mean, she, yeah. Her you know, parents were floated. They were yeeted. Go float yourself. Uh, and baby girl was just like, the trauma. They said that I hit a guard. And I'm like, she probably like, I feel like she probably killed some people. I feel like she sliced and diced. And how old was this girl? She too? was probably like, okay, actually, I will say I do recognize the actress who plays her. Because when I was watching it, I was like, I have seen her on something else. She is on The Fosters. Um, but like Oof. in the later seasons, she is Jude's friend from school. I can't remember mm. what the character's name is. But I, I would say in the show, in this show, she was maybe like 11 or 12. See, that's what confused me because they sit down teenagers. Now, typically teenagers are from the ages between, um, they just, like, it starts at 13, basically. And she, this is, like, a little girl. And there's, like, no other little kids around her age. Mm-mm. So I'm just wondering, like, is she the only person her age who has done something criminal? Um, like, that's why I don't get, like, I feel like they had to put in a little kid to make it like more horrific that a little girl would do this but didn't decide to put in some little kid extras just running around i guess it's because like i feel like little kids kind of get more of a pass when it comes to rules and regulations because the government on the arc is pretty it's pretty strict like they're Mm -hmm. it's pretty you know and it makes sense as to why it is because they're in space and they have limited resources so when you are clowning around like my boy finn and taking oxygen tanks just to like walk around in outer space or just that tomfoolery that we don't support uh it makes sense that there would be more harsh punishment but Mm -hmm. i feel like when you're a child a lot of times like you don't fully have a concept of like wrong and right, especially in that environment that they're in. So I feel like a lot of times it might be like less harsh on like children, children, but because she's old enough to know better. Yeah. That's probably I mean, she obviously why. did. Yeah. And that whole thing caused the Murphy and Murphy to begin with was one of my least favorite characters. The actor who played him did a good job because I didn't like him. Yeah, I didn't like him at all. And he, you know, oh my goodness, his character, I just, I was just like, can you just please die already? Just please. I I can't deal with this. He went from being like Bellamy's, not even sidekick, but like Bellamy's butt kisser, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, what Bellamy says goes. Whatever we want, as long as Bellamy says, it's okay. To... You tried to hang me, so I'm going to kill all of you. And I'm like, how did he even know, like, who tried to do it? Because, like, that scene of him getting, you know, tied up or whatever was so fast and so chaotic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do you know know specifically who put the rope on your neck and who did this and who did that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just, he was just like, he had an idea. He's like, Bellamy, I think it was you, my man. Well, the other kid, and then that, like, the one that was shot with the arrows. I guess, like, maybe they just, he was more mad at Bellamy because Bellamy was his friend, or he looked up to Bellamy. He did everything for Bellamy. Bellamy didn't ask him to do any of that stuff, but I don't know. And 
I'm watching see so I actually continued into season two because I was interested to see where it would all go and people said that season two was pretty good so I gave it a, a shot and it's so crazy to think how much Bellamy has kind of changed since season one because season mm-hmm. one I really didn't really like him that much but he's like one of my favorite characters now he grew on me by like mid-season because at Mm -hmm. first I was kind of like you are really annoying and you were like just playing into overprotective brother stereotyping a little bit too much but I mean he's the only person other than Octavia who has a sibling because there are reproductive limitations on the arc because of resources, mm-hmm. it makes sense, which is why Octavia, Bellamy's little sister, gets sent to the skybox or like teen prison, scared yeah. straight, but in space. I still can't believe that they kept her secret for as long as they did. Yeah, she was just and living the, in the floor. Yeah, and the only reason she got caught is because Bellamy was like, Look, you wanna go to a party? It's a masquerade party. Girl, fix up them bangs, put this mask on, and let's go. And my thing was, it's some people were, I feel like, okay, on the spaceship, I feel like you would get to know everybody pretty well around your age. And everybody was just, like, cool with her being there. And I would have been like, who are you? Who is that? Exactly. Yeah, even though she had a mask on, which, by the way, masks... They don't hide that I much. don't think they really conceal your identity that well to where you'd be mm-hmm. like, who is that? Unless it was maybe like a full face thing, yeah. but it's literally just like half of your face. Yeah. But they are in different stations, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Like they live in different know. sectors. Like there's like Mecca Station, which is where Raven is from. And there's like this station and that station, which brings up another question that I have. So, in our Unity Day episode, where they talk about, you know, the history of the Ark and how it all came together, there are these 12 different stations, which are from 12 different nations. So, there's, like, you know, America, uh, Australia, England, Japan, Russia, all these other countries. They come together to form the Ark. Now, while we do have some skin tone variances, we do have some different ethnicities. Oh, my goodness. race why does everybody get the same generic american accent okay so i was thinking the same exact thing and also i kept thinking like why is everybody like aiming for the united states because um when going to the ground because in season two um uh burke because thelonious jaw chancellor of the ark thelonious burke whatever um, he has to aim, he's like left on the ship at the end of season one. So in season two, he's figured out a way to get to earth through like a missile or something. Um, and he comes across these people and he's like, I aimed for Eastern United States. Am I near there? And I guess like, I see why he aimed for that because everybody else is in that area. But also why did everybody say like United States, let's go there. The like, CW. Why any, yeah, why not anywhere else? I guess because the CW doesn't have a big budget. But also, all of their shows are kind of... You know what? Let me not say all, because but it, I don't know. But they don't have to. Like, the place... All, all of the area is just forest. Because everything's overgrown at this point. They didn't have to film in different countries. They could have still filmed in... I don't know. I guess because some places... like. 
for instance, if you were to be like, let's land in, I don't want to act like I'm a world traveler and know what everywhere looks like either though, but like, let's land in Northern Africa, in the desert. They ain't got the budget for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think they shoot a lot of their stuff on the East Coast, because I know The Vampire Diaries, another CW show, it's set in Virginia, like the setting is Virginia, but they shoot it in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, season two, they actually do shoot in the desert because that's where he lands. Is they the got desert. money. They said Venmo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kept thinking like maybe 97 years on the arc, everybody just kind of blended into, I don't know. I I don't think like your accent would fully change. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And also, okay, this wasn't like something that I thought about with the whole languages and accents and all of that. I'm like, maybe it's a situation where people's parents or grandparents, I don't even know how many generations they have because it really just seems like it's parents and children. Like there doesn't really seem to be like older generations. Um, I'm like, maybe it's a situation where like at one point, like children were bilingual so like maybe their parents were you know more used to speaking like their native language and then like it kind of trickled down to like where the children the first language is English if that makes any sense yeah yeah but you know a little plot hole for me I was like "Mm, what's going on yeah I think I would have liked to know more too about life on this on the ship you know, before sending the kids down, because I get that we got to get right into the plot. You know, let's, we got to send the 100 kids down to the ground. Um, but it seemed like it was moving really fast. They didn't waste any time to thrust you straight into like yeah. the main plot. Yeah. Like I kind of wanted to see like, you know, what is school like on the arc? I know they have like classes, you know, where they learn about earth because I think it was in season two. They started talking about, um, did you ace your earth final or something? No, I did. I know the terrain or something like that. So these skills come in handy. They say like, um, I did perfect in chemistry class. I was good in biology class, which I think those things determine what your job is going to be. I think it's very trade oriented. Yeah. Which I guess it has to be because, you know, everybody's got to earn their keep at some point. And with the amount of people that get floated... They have to train these kids, kids in quotation marks, teenagers, to like be able to take over that position if need be. I think that would be the scariest thing, knowing you're giving birth to a child who could potentially be in charge of dealing with this spaceship. But not for long because, you know, we run out of some oxygen around here. We have We're not live. no air. None. Yeah. I will say the episode where they decided they have to float 300 people. That was a very sad episode because um, one of the workers, you know, he has a daughter who's going blind in one of her eyes. And he said he sacrificed himself because he said, I don't know how to help my daughter. But if this helps, you know, I'm all for it. And in the end, it ended up being not necessary. No. Because Earth is habitable. And, -hmm. like, the whole reason was, like, they just didn't have a way to, like, the hundred on the ground didn't have a way to communicate with the Ark. Because 
Bellamy said, I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm going to destroy every type of communication. Radio? Who needs it? And then he said, take off your Apple wristbands. Take them off. They don't need to know that we're alive. And he was just doing it to save himself because he shot the Chancellor to be snuck on the dropship because, you know, he couldn't let his baby sister have two minutes to walk around and breathe. Yeah. You know, I... That's why I really despise him for the longest time. And the whole thing about taking off the wristbands, that annoyed me the most. Because I don't think these kids were... Because they weren't really telling people this publicly, that they were sending people to the ground because they knew the ship wasn't going to last for long. So they needed to see, like, okay, can we move these people to the ground? This isn't just some random, like, test or anything, because they Mm -hmm. don't ever do this. I think if these kids would have known, like, hey... You need to communicate with us so we know if we can get on the ground. I think that would have clicked in their minds like, hey, maybe we should like stay in communication. But I think there would have also been some people who are just like, you know what? Let's not send them to the ground because I'm tired of living, you know, with authority. I'm going to be my own person. I'm going to be this, this, and this. And that's just the stupidest thing because in that mindset it's like you know what i don't care if everybody else dies up in space as long as i have my freedom down here it's i you know some of them i, I don't know i don't know i think let's let's take a minute and talk prompts for a second mm. who who is the favorite character um favorite you know i know you aren't a big fan of this character but I do like Clark I like how she takes authority I like how she steps up when nobody else really does I like how she's responsible so I'm gonna say Clark because honestly and I know that kind of sounds like oh you like the main character honestly I don't really like anybody else everybody else just kind of annoys me and also I can't remember everybody else to be honest (laughs) my favorite character is not Clark I will talk about her in a minute but my favorite character is Raven, who okay. comes down later. She's not a part of the original 100. She's sent down by Clark's mom to mm-hmm. basically see, are these people alive? Because they, they don't have any communication. And I like her because, similar to Clark in a way, she's not afraid to take charge. Also, she's very smart and resourceful. She is. And, Mm -hmm. uh, like, basically, a lot of things that allowed them to survive and have communication were because of her. She built, like, these bullets for these guns that they find. She established communication with the Ark. She built these walkie-talkies out of, like, nothing. The girl knows her stuff. Yeah. I, I will say, I like Raven, um, I just do not like how they used her for this whole love triangle thing, because that's basically what her purpose was for a long time. She eventually grows out of that, but I kind of hate how that was her purpose. I'm happy that she realized pretty quickly, I would say, that, like, Finn just was not reciprocating the same feelings that she had for Mm -hmm. him, and also Finn is kind of trash, Okay, least favorite character. You didn't hear us say that. (laughs) (laughs) Least favorite character. Least favorite character. You know, mm, 
I'm actually going to say Murphy. I know he's not in the, I want to say like a main character because I think he grows into a main character in season two. Right now, he's just kind of like comes and goes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I also want to say Kane because I feel like his, I don't understand his motives. I really don't like, he's very um, wishy-washy. Back and forth. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. wishy-washy. Um, I love Desmond, but Kane, you know, I don't know what your motives are, my man. What I feel you, because in the beginning, like before we knew that Jaha and Thelonious were the same person, I thought it was Kane who had like shot him and Bellamy was like framed or something. Because Kane had this like, I want to take over mentality. But then near the end, like in the last three or four episodes, he... He... Like, stepped up. As and a savior. He, and I think it's because yeah. his mom died. Honestly, I think that was the driving yeah. force. But, like, I know I keep talking about season two and you haven't seen it, but I will say season two, he kind of goes back to the whole, like, I don't know if I like him type of thing. Uh, they just need to decide what they want to do with him. And, like, Diana or whatever her name is, like, the original chancellor. Mm, I didn't understand why she was there. Um, I didn't either. I was like, girl. And then she just, like, disappeared. Yeah. Well, she died. Oh, so bye. Good riddance. I mean, I think they never showed her death, so maybe she comes back. I don't know. I just thought she, it was kind of pointless to introduce her. My least favorite character, you know, I think everyone had their spot in the ring of least favorite character at some point. Because, like, there was yeah. an episode where Jasper made me want to wring his neck. Uh, and then, you know, with those school shooter vibes, you didn't hear from me. Uh, but I think my least favorite. I mean, Murphy is, like, obviously someone who I don't like, but I really just kind of hate Octavia. I think she's so annoying. See, I hate Octavia, too, but I don't want to hate her. That's the thing. Like, I really don't want to because I feel like we don't have a lot of female characters on the show Mm -hmm. compared to the male characters. So, and that's not me saying, like, you can't hate female characters. I'm just saying, like, when we're very limited on our options here, I don't want it to be, like, female character versus female character. I like, want to like her. I yeah, do. I, I want Octavia and Clark to be, like, BFFs and whatever, because I feel like that would work in this type of show. But that's, like, she's so, like, she really needs some love. She just really Girl. needs it. It's from living under that floor for so long. She said yes. this body needs something. So I can see from that perspective. But also, this kind of goes into her relationship with Lincoln. Oh my god. Which is the most questionable thing about this show so it far. It is. Okay, so Octavia, you know, I try to sympathize with her because I'm like, you know, she didn't really have a life until... They made it to the ground because she was always living in secrecy. The only people that knew about her were her brother and her mom. And also her mom is kind of trash too. Mm-hmm. Because she put all this responsibility on Bellamy, who was, I think, like seven years old or something. When She literally she, said, like, she is your responsibility now. And I'm like, girl, you are the mother still alive. I'm like, girl, Me. you're the one getting them cheeks clapped. Um, ooh, And freaking... She has Bellamy name the child, and mm-hmm. then, like, Bellamy has to look after her. And, like, I'm going to acknowledge Mama's sacrifice in order to keep Octavia safe and to know... Because they do, like, random inspections and stuff. Yeah. She does, you know... 
give a little loving to the mm-hmm. guard so she can get that early early uh access early yeah. release type of information but with octavia especially in the first couple episodes she is so boy crazy and it drives me insane like she's like yeah. look at me finn finn's mine look at me jasper you saved me from almost drowning yeah um i really don't like what the writers did with her i mean i don't know what she's like in the book so i can't compare but just like making a female character just be like pick me choose me love me pick- yeah because bellamy was kind of like that but na- they never portrayed him as like girl crazy because there was literally a scene and i think it was bellamy he was sleeping with like two girls mm-hmm. like in the same bed and there was like another girl too and i was like you know we we're just like glimpsing past this and octavia's you know whole personality is being boy crazy also i think it needs to be acknowledged that bellamy is the only like legitimate adult so he was with underage girls which is like a whole nother issue but with that when we finally get to this point where you know octavia out here chasing butterflies because what else is there to do not cut firewood or hunt or anything or yeah uh, she falls, cracks that busted head open, she's like, and then Lincoln comes around, and Lincoln is a grounder. He's the first grounder we come across. hmm and captures her, tries to, like, help her out a little bit, health-wise, but then he, we learn that he's infatuated with her. He has his little dream journal, and he's, like, drawing pictures of her and stuff. But, like, we didn't learn about the journal and all this until after that she well okay so she is she escapes or whatever i don't remember how she escapes but she escapes and then lincoln is captured because he poisoned finn and they're over here like we need the antidote and she's over here like oh my goodness don't torture him please he saved me he saved me Me. he's not a bad guy me 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 and they're like girl he poisoned finn finn is currently dying and he's not giving us the antidote we don't care if he saved you he's not saving finn she has strong my boyfriend's in prison energy like you know i'm Mm -hmm. dating this cute young fine thug thing like she has that kind of energy yeah and she's obviously you know this is not like oh he saved me but we're like just friends no this is obviously like i have a fat crush on him because he saved my life this but is like in Icar- but it's like in iCarly when freddie saved carly from by jumping from that bus and then all of a sudden she's in love with him because he saved her life this is what this is i don't want to spoil it for you because i was on reddit a few days ago but let's just say the loving it on end in this season but Oh, I know that. I'm, yeah. I, okay, maybe I'm just being crazy and biased. So, Octavia in this show, I think is like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lincoln, he has Tony Padilla syndrome because Hopewood, oh, like, he's pushing 30. Like, he looks like he is pushing 30. Yeah, that um, is a full-grown man. And the thing is, is their relationship, like, I knew where it was going. From the get, like I rem- I knew where it was going, but I didn't realize it was coming so fast. Mm-hmm. Like she starts kissing up on him, you know, one episode later, and I'm like, 
y'all don't have a relationship. This is very Stockholm syndrome-y. Mm-hmm. This is... Like, um, y'all don't know anything about each other. There's nothing there. Yeah. He just, like, draws creepy pictures of her, which should be, like, a huge, you know, red flag It's kind of predatory, in my opinion. Yeah, but, like, I feel sorry for Octavia because she doesn't understand really... I mean, she knows what love is, but not in this sense. You know, she doesn't really know what's, like, to be accepted... So, like, for this random dude to just be infatuated with her is kind of like, somebody's looking at me. Yeah, because it's like, since birth, like, she's been a secret. And just having someone pay attention to her in any way just sets these sparks off. It's like when Adam, who I forgot about, Adam A-T-O-M, by the way. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They had their little moment, and then Homeboy died. Like, she bound, I'm not, okay. I'm not trying to be the media in quotation marks and be like, pull a Taylor Swift. I'm not trying to do that. But it's just like they threw her around from guy to guy to guy to guy to guy. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this girl other than this. Yeah, I just hate how they betrayed her for her for this to be her only personality trait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then in later episodes going into season two, her whole thing revolves around Lincoln. And I think I know where it's going to where she's finding her place within the grounders because she never found her place with the arc and all that. And I like that. I like how she's finding her place within the supposed enemy because they're they're becoming accepting of her. It's a, it's a really cool dynamic, but I don't like it's at the expense of her falling in love with a 30-year-old man. I just, I think they really did her wrong in season one. I don't think that the actress is, like, bad at doing her job by any means. I think they just didn't give her a lot to work with. And then we move right along to strongest and weakest acting. Um, strongest? I mean, I'm gonna say, um... Henry Ian Cusick, who plays Kane, um, and then Isaiah Washington. I mean, I feel like the adults are obviously going to be, like, well, the I, better. Well, okay, actor. maybe strongest and weakest adult, and then strongest and weakest hundred. Okay, so strongest, I'm going to say Isaiah Washington. Look, Isaiah, you did George O'Malley's actor Dirty in Grey's Anatomy. You did T.R. I hope you learned your lesson. Yeah, I hope you learned your lesson. The man can give a speech on screen. I will just say that. He can do it as Burke. He can do it as Thelonious. And then the strongest, strongest kid, teenager, um, you know, I hated Murphy. And I think he did a great job at portraying that. So I'm going to say Murphy. I don't know who the actor is. I always like characters I, I like it when actors make me hate the characters that I'm supposed to hate because that means they're doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. I would say strongest uh, from the arc, like the adults. Oof, that's tough. I agree with what you said with um, whatever his name is and Burke. Uh, but I also kind of liked Clark's dad as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know the actor's name. I apologize. Uh, I think he did pretty good job with being like, I'm willing to take risks to save everyone. Uh, And then strongest from the 100. Um, Okay. Okay. I think I know what I'd say. 
Bellamy. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say Bellamy too. he had a lot of growth. Like that, the actor who plays him, like in the beginning, he's really good at making you hate him and think he's mm-hmm. annoying. And then over time, you start to kind of, I don't know if I would say sympathize, but like you start to kind of like see him in a different light. Because he starts yeah. to grow with his character. So him, also Finn, even though I don't really like his character, I think Finn was really good at delivering the dialogue that he was given in a way that seemed natural. Because Finn, some people was very forced. Finn in season two, he's like done a complete like 180 kind of. So he's done a really good job with that too. I agree with those. Weakest. Weakest. Um, weakest adult... There's, like, not that many ad- adult actors to go- I feel like they're weak. I kind of like all of them. I guess, like, the- Okay, so the guy who kind of or- orders, like, the execution of Jaha. Um, oh, I-, was, I know who you're talking about. The guard yeah, guy. Yeah. Because that just felt- I don't know if it was the writing or him, but it felt so weird. Because I like all the adult actors. Um, Weakest, I hate saying this, but Eliza Taylor, who plays Clark. Look, girl, I don't, here's the thing. I can't tell if this is just bad writing or the delivery, but like, and I don't know if it's because you're Australian girl and you're trying to do that American accent, but there are other people doing American accents on this show too. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of her lines are very oddly delivered. They're very, you know, monotone. But also, I will say some of the lines are very cheesy on the show. I Okay. Weakest on the arc. Also, I forgot to mention somebody that whose performance I really enjoyed because I forgot his name. In the later episodes, the guy who Kane comes up to and, like, frees his arm... From that elevator thing. Um, I think I know. Yeah, I think I know. I think he did a really good job with his. Mm -hmm. Even though he was only on screen for like a short amount of time, he did a really good job. But weakest, I would say, maybe. I don't. I didn't really like that Diana woman because I feel like she just added nothing to it. But also, that guy who was working with her, who was like, we can't trust any of them. Like, that redheaded yeah. guy. I was like, can mm-hmm. you please go? Like, bye, see ya. Uh, and then, weakest on the ground. I gotta agree. The girl who plays Clark. I am so sorry. There are just times when I... And I think this is why I didn't like her. I, I really do think it's delivery. I know some of the lines are cheesy. I know that. It's a CW, obviously. But, like... Her delivery is really off sometimes. And yeah. I don't know if they just gave her, like, poor direction or if it's because, like, at the time she was... I think this is, like, her first big thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe she grows when, with her acting with, I when the show is so. on. Because she's very, like, overdramatic at times. And whenever, like, things... Like, sometimes she gives these lines very, like, with this intensity that is not necessary... Yeah, I don't remember if this was in the 12th or 13th episode, but do you remember when Bellamy started, like, giving the speech to everybody when the fight was about to start, and, mm-hmm. like, the whole camera, like, panned around the entire, like, all of them? I thought that was really cool, and I thought he did a great job at giving his speech, and then Clark just steps in, 
and just like does her own like little speech and I thought that was it felt off she kind of gives me like high school play energy like she's acting Mm. for the wrong audience because sometimes she's really trying to like project and like like the scene when her dad gets floated and like obviously Mm. it's going to be natural that she reacts in hysterics but the way that she was like screaming and stuff just did not feel real to me at all yeah and the whole conflict with wells I think we're going to give this to the writers. Like, I'm not going to blame the actress for this one, but they kept bringing up, like, the lines, like, no, you killed my father and stuff. Like, it kept coming up, like, every once in a while. And, like, I kept, like, I knew she wanted to remind him of that to basically torture him for it. But even though it wasn't his fault. Yeah, it wasn't his fault, but she thought it was. I think the lines that she kept saying were, like, well, you killed my father. I think it was just overdone. Like, when they were in that car thing, and everyone's yeah. drinking, and she's yeah. like, I don't drink because you killed my father. It's just like, it's, I'm like, we get I it. Think, I think they could have showed her hate in different ways. They could, and then, like, there are certain times when, like, you hate somebody, but because of the situation, you're still, like, getting along to some degree, and I feel yeah. like we could have seen that more. Let's leave the pettiness. And I think, like, why did they choose her to be in charge? I don't know. I think she, it's one of those instances where they didn't, like, choose her, but because she was the only one who really stepped up, like, right when, because I think she was, like, the most responsible one on there. I think she probably was in the, um, she was in the jail or whatever the least amount of time. I think it's, like, the adults even were, like, we're so proud of what you're doing down there, Clark. Like, it seems like they almost just Maybe. sent her just because they knew they needed someone who had a level head. I think it's because her mom was just, you know, close to the council. Her mom and dad were close friends with Jaha and all of them. So maybe that was, like, just by association. I don't know. You know, another thing to bring up, because I said I would talk about it, is Finn. Oh, okay. So here's the deal. You know, they get blasted down to earth. And at Finn, at first, I kind of liked because he reminds me a lot of Grizz from The Society. They look very similar. He does. I said that to you as soon as okay, I saw Okay, I was him. thinking it and then you said it and like immediately it was like Grizz, Grizz, Grizz. Like you were like, whatever that mm. guy's name is from The Society, I knew what you meant. Um, <laughs> they have like a similar kind of energy, but Finn is kind of trash in a lot of ways. They also kind of look the they same. They have a similar like around... face and like yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, But him, okay... They get to Earth, and it has been less than 10 days because Raven, who is still on the Ark, she gets there within, like, a nine-day period. And Finn has already Mm -hmm. moved on to Clark, had sex with Clark. I love you to Clark. And he's still in a relationship with Raven. Yeah, and I don't want to hear any excuses like, I was lonely or, like, you know what? It's been a long time. No, it has not. It's been nine days. There should be other things on your mind than, you know, hooking up with the next girl online. Barely over a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know if these kids were like, look, we, we don't have a lot of time till these adults get down here. We need to start doing what, whatever we want to do before they get here. But that man, that is not even a man. That is a boy. That is a child. That is a B-O-I. 
it just annoyed me because then he set this tension between Clark and Raven, which there shouldn't really be any tension at all because he was the one Cause who problems. was doing the dirty. Because Clark didn't know. She didn't. And then Raven's like hating on her. And I'm like, like, girl, Clark didn't even know you existed. And Raven also didn't know that they had been shipped off yet either. Because mm-hmm. she finds out like after he's already gone because she's planning to visit him. And they're like, oh, they already launched the yeah. Exodus ship. But I will say the conflict between the two of them didn't last very long. It wasn't like a super drawn yeah. out thing because Raven quickly realized that Finn was the one to blame. And she tried to move on I mean, with thank Bellamy. Goodness. I'm glad they didn't like stay on it. But speaking of staying on it, Jasper, babe, why are you still trying to like... I was going to say something like, inappropriate. Jump Octavia, on her. Octavia, the love of my exactly. life. Exactly. I'm like, you did save her. And I know homegirl loves a savior. We know that because of Lincoln. But she doesn't owe you anything. And immediately mm-hmm. after he pulls her out of the water, Monty, who is Jasper's best friend, is like, next time, you're going to jump in and save the girl. Like... And everybody wants to ignore the fact that, like, a giant snake basically tried to eat her. And they're just like, I'm going to save the girl next time. And even Clark's laughing, and I'm like... Like, not to be a Debbie Down or anything, but, you know, there is a deadly snake in there, and I, I would rather not to go across that. She and did almost gets just impaled. die, you know? Yeah. But they're just, like, so cool with it, you know. And that's another issue I have with this show. These kids uh, don't know what Earth is. I mean, they know what it is, but they've never, like, seen it. They, um, not even their parents, have. their parents haven't even Mm -hmm. been on it. Because it's been 97 years. They were literally born in space. If you watch the recap for the first, like, 10 episodes, you would know that, you know, I was born in space. I quickly hit skip every time. (laughs) Um, yet when these kids go out, they're just like, hmm, Earth, just how I thought. And then I'm waking up with ash and dust. I wipe my brown. Sweat my rust. I'm breathing (laughs) in the chemicals. I, that scene, you know, do we also forget that, like, they introduced this idea that Clark is an artiste because her little jail cell Mm -hmm. is all decorated, which is literally the only space on the Ark that has any decoration. Um, Yeah. Finn gets her a pencil from the quote-unquote art store, which is just this, like, secret bunker that they haven't told anybody about, which they could have because there was food in there. I saw canned goods. Mm -hmm. But... That's besides the point. He gives her a pencil, and she's like, where did you get this? And she never draws, ever. She's more um, phased by the pencil than, like, the sun that she keeps talking about and the air. And I remember somebody, I think it was Raven, who was like, the air, like, smells sweet. Oh, it was uh, Clark's mom. Yeah, Clark's mom. She was like, the air is sweet. Like, the, the adults were more, they were more surprised mm-hmm. by how the earth they felt They did than the land kids. in a prettier spot than the children did. I will say yeah. that. Like, and also, we were kind of talking about, like, what kind of effects would this have on their bodies? These kids have lived, and they talk about in season two, like, why the radiation, because apparently, like, the earth is so very, it's very affected by radiation. The, like, 
there's two-headed deer. Yeah. They talked about in season two how um, the space, like everybody from space is able to um, withstand the radiation because of solar radiation in space. Like their bodies are just adjusted to it. So they've adjusted to that much solar radiation that the amount on Earth is just very minimal. And the grounders... I'm sorry, I'm talking about everything in season two, but I just think it's, like, a good explanation to why, like, they can withstand everything. The grounders, like, for some reason, just something in their DNA, the radiation doesn't affect them. We'll meet people where, like, it does affect them. But, like, also, like, they've never felt the sun. Would that, like... I feel like they would feel something. Like, it would actually have, like, a physical feeling. Exactly. Like, Same with, like, fresh air. Because when you think about it, the only oxygen that they've been breathing in is, like, pure, like, pure, pure, pure oxygen. Because, like, yeah. what we breathe in around us is, like, a combination of, you know, nitrogen that's in the air, um, CO2. Even though we exhale it, it's still there. Like, in space, because they, they mention it, like, there are CO2 extractors. So, they're breathing in, like, pure oxygen, mm-hmm. which the only time I've ever experienced that is, like, in surgery. Yeah. And I'm like, would you not have other... And, like, being, like, allergies, being allergic to things. Because, like, they're in the woods and, like... Yeah. They've never experienced half this stuff. I don't even know, like, what type of food they eat. On the Ark. Like, that's why I know. know. What type of food did they have? I want to see more of day-to-day life on the Ark. I do, too. Like, I want to know how they lived. And apparently there's going to be a prequel series after... Because uh, the next season of The 100 is going to be the last one. And then they're doing a prequel series where where they're actually going to show the apocalypse. And I guess, like, some of, like, the Ark. Whatever. So I guess that's where you get your answers to that. Because we were both wondering, like, hey... I want to see, like, some of this. If you want to see a scene early and not wait on this for nuclear explosion on Earth, watch uh, episode one of American Horror Story, season eight. Um, They show the Earth blowing up. They show the effects of nuclear blast. Uh, I have a question, actually. So, you Mm -hmm. know, we have our 100. We have the grounders. And then we have the reapers. Mm-hmm. The Reapers are cannibals, correct? Um, yes. Question mark. I think, okay, so like like I said, I'm half watching, half watching season two. And I think they did answer who the Reapers are because the Reapers have heavily been Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, because they looked kind of... Yeah, I started wondering like why, like why they look the way they are. I was thinking like maybe, you know... There was something going on, like, in the gene pool. And apparently, like, sometimes when babies, like, I guess when pregnant women are affected by radiation, sometimes kids just come out, like, affected Well, I mean, like, that's true with here in our version of Earth, too. Because there are, like, areas of Japan, I think, that are still, you know, affected by radiation. Yeah, and, like, Chernobyl. Like, Chernobyl, whenever that went mm. off, like, pregnant women. Like, pregnant women, almost all of them died. Babies weren't born. There were a few babies that were born. And, like, only a select few, uh, you know, were born without any effects. Um, 
so that's true there but like in this universe it's very like i think i think it like it gets worse as you get older i think the cannibalism does not help either because any horror movie i've seen (laughs) with cannibalism like they always look kind of you know yeah that should be a title i don't think cannibalism (laughs) there you go we have one um another thing is like the mountain men people at least Mm. anya who is like the queen of the grounders lincoln by the way is like the healer he's like their medicine man um she was like it's the mountain men and they blow up this field yeah so the mountain men are really interesting in season two that's the most interesting part um i mean I, i guess i could talk about it a little bit so the mountain men they're like normal people they're just like living their normal lives inside this big We're building just in the mountain. Ordinary people. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cultish a little bit. Like they all dress very nice. You know, um, they call the grounders savages. Do not appreciate that. I don't like I don't like in any type of show where I don't like it I don't like people calling other people savages. There are some colonialism parallels in this mm-hmm. show. Yep. Um, so they're supposedly normal people. They kidnap most of the 100, about 48 of them. Clark wakes up. She's in this quarantine zone. And she, you know, she's very skepti- skeptical, but she soon discovers that these people are kidnapping grounders, locking them in cages. And apparently, since the grounders can, um, like, take in radiation without effects... They take their blood while they are still alive. Like, they just hang them upside down and take their blood and transfer it to people, like, their people who Ooh, need it. Ooh, that is... And it's very... That is some like this, uh, Vampire Diaries. Like, you can, like, look up... I don't know... Like, just look up, like, that scene from The 100. It's very creepy. And... But it gets that's where it gets really good in the show. What do we think about Anya? I think she's annoying. Um, yeah, she's annoying. something okay. Am I being like, I looked up the actress who plays Anya, I can't remember her name once again. I'm awful with like names of people, but the way they I thought like maybe she had like some hunchback thing going on, and I was like, well, I don't want to say anything if like the actress is like actually like afflicted with that but i don't think that that she is like it's just the way they did her costuming like she has like no um, neck i don't think i noticed that the 100 anya like every time she would come on the screen that's all i could think about i like never knows that i i still don't see but it but she doesn't have a neck I mean, like me. something about her shoulder is like weird i think it's her um costume cuz she has this like big fur thing going yeah. on around here so you can't really see her Neck she has much. this urban decay so, yeah. naked basics black eyeshadow she does that's like i think that's a thing within the grounders and also the grounders they have like different clans or whatever so i think there's like actual names and i heard that the language that they use for one of the clans was created by the same person who created the dothraki language in game of thrones i thought you were gonna say the same person who created simlish yes simlish 
like they, it's very much and I'm sure the show is aware that they're doing this the grounders are you know if you're gonna look at historical parallels are like the natives mm-hmm. um in our American history and then the arc hundred sky people are very much the European colonizers they yeah. come down and they're like, we are grounders. And I'm like, but y'all aren't. They're like, this is our land. Yeah. And no, then, it's not. I think, um, well, I do like how Clark said at the end, she's like, we are not grounders. But also I didn't like it because she said it as if like, we aren't savages. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, we're not barbaric. I wish she like, I wish she would have said it as if like, we are not them because we can't just become one of them. That's just not, like, do you mean? Yeah, know what like I mean? they're like, two different groups just of can't. people. You can't steal their yeah. identity, but at the same time, the way she referred to them as barbaric, because it was implied. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, but they Lincoln anyway, even though he was doing it to get some Octavia to get a little body and soul, he did help them a lot, like a lot of, with a lot of their medical mm-hmm. issues, because Clark is kind of you know the resident of the 100. She's the only one with medical knowledge because of her mom i mean i think there's obvious misunderstanding on both mm-hmm. sides because i think the sky people the arc people or whatever they clearly do not understand that these are people trying to def- they think they're being attacked they've never seen people come from the sky before they don't know what this is they're just trying to live their lives and also they like they're already fighting the mountain men like they have they t- have their own already, problems like, already yeah so there's that that but also like the sky people they like the 100 didn't really choose to Mm -hmm. come down here they were forced to so because apparently their ship or whatever landed on one of the villages well they sent out these flares as a signal to the ark and those flares because and at this point in time they already knew that grounders existed they didn't mm-hmm. think about the consequences of their actions. Yeah. Like, they just did stuff to benefit themselves and didn't think. There's also people who were already living here with established livelihood uh, and systems yeah. for doing things. Even though their systems, in a lot of ways, are very, like, rudimentary and a lot of it has to do with resources and, like, availability to technology, which they don't really have. And... I think one thing that bothered me is when Anya and Clark were trying to talk it out. They were talking it out, and Clark was trying to say, like, hey, we just came down. We didn't realize there were people down here or anything. And then um, our boy Jasper was, like, he saw that people were in the trees. And, you know, they had their arrows drawn, but they weren't shooting. They weren't firing. And they were like, they're going to shoot. And he just starts shooting out of nowhere. And I'm like, boy. And then that becomes his personality trait is guns. It drives me crazy that they gave all these teenagers like these huge like assault rifles as if that's not going to mm-hmm. cause any issue at all. Um, that's what I'm saying. The whole let's take a, a hundred teenagers we've put in jail cells and just put them on earth and we're going to trust them to run things down there for a while. And then in season two... Because eventually, like, things start to, uh, to work out. They start to form some type of society. It's still very, like, messy, but they're forming something. All the other people come down, whatever's rest, uh, left of them. And then Kane is just like, okay, y'all aren't in charge anymore. We are. And Kane and the others don't really 
understand the grounders. They don't understand like how bad it is. And while Bellamy and Clark are trying to say like, hey, our friends are out there. There are people out there. Kane is just like, look, there are consequences for your actions because Bellamy is like still still a criminal to them. They like these teenagers are still considered criminals in Kane's mind. Even but though he's these, been pardoned. Yeah. Like these are still I don't it bugs me so much. That's why I like don't like Kane at the same time because he keeps saying he um forced Abby into punishment because she let a group of these teenagers go out to find their friends and he says you're being punished for releasing a group of criminals. I think he's a man who's very stuck in his ways and is not very mm-hmm. good with change. Like he's kind of clinging on to the old ways of the arc even though that does not exist anymore. Like you have to adapt and evolve. Yeah, I think it just bugs me that they send all these kids down here, but they kind of did it for, they kind of sent them down there to, to die. They weren't really expecting them to live. Mm-hmm. And then once they do live and like these kids got to figure this out themselves, they come, the, all the adults go on the ground and they're just like, you know what? We're just going to ignore everything you guys did for us. You, you kind of established stuff for us. Let us take the lead for now like they just sent them down as guinea pigs and we're like okay now that we're back and court is in session we're at the top you're at the bottom i Mm -hmm. you know i think this is not to compare these two because they are very different shows but these are the only shows we have done that fit in this category the society and the 100 i would say i still prefer the society uh, as of right now, yeah. I think the society was able to organize government a lot smoother. And they do have the advantage mm-hmm. of not having outside forces to deal with. Like, it's just themselves. But yeah, I do like the way they handle things more. Yeah, I will say. So I think the 100 works better with dealing with outside sources because... I don't know, you land on an earth that's you thought was inhabitable for 97 years, you're going to find people who have created their own systems there. And I think that's interesting to see and how these, like, their beliefs and values between these two groups, how they come, um, how there's a conflict between them. And I think that's interesting. I do not think the 100 works with creating conflict in between people in the groups because it's always, like, so petty and it's a childish all just, the time. Yeah. And with, like, yes, in the society, there are people who are petty and childish. But it also works because you have, like, a thousand different personalities mm-hmm. trying to mesh. These are high school kids, regular high school kids from our world. You know, we know how these people work. We've seen people like this before. So that's a lot more interesting. They gave us more insight into, like, characters' personalities. Like, the 100, I don't think they did a very good job at giving background and, like, why should I care about this person? Because people would get killed off and I would be, like, unfazed. Like, like, even in season two, there's still some characters where I'm like, I really don't know these people that well. And I would like to know, like, why each of these characters were imprisoned in the first place. Because I think that could show a lot about character. Mm-hmm. Like, one person's a murderer. Oh, like, let's not, like, 
because they'll they'll imprison these kids for anything because you know they have a it's very strict but what if there's like one kid who stole medicine for his mom because she wasn't allowed to have and like extra doses of medicine that could show like this kid will go to extremes to protect the ones he loves they're not always imprisoned for something that we would deem like bad like clark's mom got in trouble for administering more of a certain medication to save the chancellor like she -hmm. got in trouble for that because resources are so limited but you know i think if they pulled an orange is the new black and maybe gave each of the main characters their own episode it would work better for that show because we just don't see anything and i don't know if they didn't want to do that because it does get into lost territory when they do that because in lost that whole show is centered on flashbacks every single episode has a flashback or flash forward or some like thing where they're in a whole nother time period or whatever or a different dimension but at the same time so many shows do that like for storytelling i think sometimes with at least with this season i think sometimes the writing is kind of rushed and like there are a lot of cop-outs like rather than let me Mm. explain why this is happening they're like let's quickly take care of it with like some random line of dialogue yeah yeah i i don't hate the show right now like season one i will say is it's pretty weak for a season one because season ones are supposed to like reel you in and I stuck it out. I don't think if we weren't doing this broadcast, I don't think I would have stuck it out. But because we had to watch the entire season and I watched the last episode, I was like, okay, I kind of want to give season two a try because everybody on Reddit is saying season two is really good. You know, I did watch this show many years ago and I abandoned it at like episode nine, I think. So I understand if anyone didn't make it through the first season because it doesn't really pick up until like episode 10 which is kind of late in the game for a 13 episode season yeah and i i started this a long time ago and i got past the first episode and i just said no i'm not doing this the first episode wasn't even good and like i understand sometimes pilots are like eh, because like they have to establish things but this one didn't even really establish anything it just threw you straight in and it still wasn't that interesting yeah like the only thing they the way they tried to establish was through a voiceover, which is I never a good idea. I hate it so much. No, because I, first of all, I'm sorry, I hated Clark's delivery through the whole narration thing. It was very cheesy. It was just like, you know, matter of fact. And then the whole opening scene was just everybody rushing around and Clark's like, what's happening? What's happening? I'm not supposed to float yet or anything. We'll get to the whole floating thing in a minute because I have a problem with that term. Um, and her mom's like, you're being sent to the ground. And the only reason I knew what was going on is because, like, it's the 100 and I've heard about it before. And I pretty much know, like, what the synopsis is. But I feel like it didn't really do a good job of handling, you know, what was going they- on. Anytime they say grounded or, like, grounders or whatever, I automatically think of Xenon. Because when she gets grounded, mm-hmm. she's sent to Earth. Um, and they're like, ah, my room? No, she's like, no, you're grounded to Earth. Like, bye. It just makes me mad that they only give us any background for Bellamy 
and Octavia. Even though I appreciated it, I just wanted to see it from everyone else. But when they gave our girl Octavia the bangs, the bangs. I need to ask you if you were in a television show and they had to do a flashback for you, what would your version of bangs be to like indicate it's a different period of time? Um, I you know, maybe like longer hair. Like maybe, you know, in, you know, the past time. Like obviously you could do longer hair if you're like flashing forward. Mm-hmm. But like maybe I had long hair like a few years ago, but like I went through a phase and I was just like cutting it. Or maybe, you know, dyed hair or something like that. If I were to have a baying, I feel like mine would be, oh God, it would be long bleached hair because that was a period of my life. Um, mm. It would be oily skin. It would be Forever <laughs> 21 clothing and it would be Monica from Friends Fat Suit. Ooh, Nice. Okay, so I have to talk about the phrase, go float yourself. This, like, troubled me for a long time. Troubled. Because I've, I've heard of that phrase. Because my sister has a tapestry that says, go float yourself. I got it for her for her birthday. And I just, and because she said, I want this. And I was like, okay, because I don't know what else she wants. So I got it for her. And I asked her, like, what does that mean, go float yourself? And she's like, it's just a thing from the 100. And I'm like, okay. She's like, it's kind of hard to explain. And so then when I watch the 100, I, like, get it now. Because when they say float, they mean, like, actually float. Like, we're going to shoot you out into like, space. You're going to float. Sandra You're Bullock in gravity. So float for them means kill. Because they keep saying, and they eventually stop doing this so much. Because in the first, like, half of the season, they would be really cheesy with that word. And they'd be like, Float yourself. You better go float So I'll float you myself. And it was kind of like take same. a hike. Yeah, it was either like go F yourself or go kill yourself. And I was like, I don't know which one. I don't think they here. would say like, okay, here's the thing. At least in my society, I don't know about the rest of y'all. Like, I don't know how often I just walk around and be like, kill yourself to somebody. But like, that's why that's what I was thinking. Like, so do they mean it by the F word? Too? I think it's like. Like, you know, go F yourself or like, it's like, like, screw you. Yeah. And I was glad. I think it's because like most of these kids have been in the ground long enough to know like we're not floating people. Like they started saying like, I'll kill on myself or something. I feel like that's weird to say out of context. But you know. Because like you can't like, float somebody sing- on earth. Yeah, because... They kept saying, like, in the first few episodes, like, we, we better float him. We better float him. And I think it worked when they were talking about execution, like, officially on the arc. Because that's it how they sense. officially executed but, like, people. imagine having to tell somebody, like, okay, you know how in real life, if someone dies, you have to be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry she died. Imagine having to be like, oh my god, she floated this morning. Like, that's so... Yeah. And just the phrase, go float yourself, it's so cheesy. And I know it's like, they would, I think the author, because I guarantee you this was like a thing in the book. I think the author was just trying to like, okay, I need to like write something that is very significant to the 100. Like when people hear this, they're going to think the 100. And go float yourself just sounds so like 
PG. I just don't understand why their and, language didn't change at all. I don't... Like, you know how slang, know. like, constantly evolves and changes? Like, they don't really speak that differently than, like, we do. Yeah, I think that's, like, a big fault. I think they if they had the guy who created their, like, grounders language... Because he does a really good job with this kind of stuff. I think if he kind of came up with some slang for them, kind of like seen how they lived, I think it would have been a lot better and maybe a lot cooler Just like too. to show because, that they're teenagers. Yeah, but no. And um, when I said their only way of execution was floating, that is incorrect because they decide to be even more in, uh, inhumane when 300 people who volunteered to die for the group you know they said we're not gonna you know float these people and just let them die very quickly no 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 um we are instead going to cut off the oxygen in this giant room and let them die a very slow death that is very hot and sweaty whereas like when Mm -hmm. you float I'm assuming it's, like, painless because of how fast it is. Like, you would just die instantly. Yeah. Because you're, like, released into the vacuum of space, so it just, like, sucks you out and you die. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, like, so weird. Like, why don't just you just float them? Because then you see later on, these people are going to be floated anyways. Exactly. Because they... Why make them suffer? <laughs> these... For the, I guarantee you the show is like, how are we going to make this more dramatic? Because they wanted to showcase that guy who sacrificed himself for his daughter, which I did like that. I will say that was one of my favorite episodes. But, you know, he could have had a moment before being zoom, zooted into That's space. the CW logic for you. So what would we say is our rating for this? Um, I'm going to give this... You know, right now, for season one, I'm going to give this five floats out of ten. I am giving it... (laughs) I've had my number ready since this morning. I am giving it four dream journal drawings of Octavia out of (laughs) ten. I think the concept is cool. I think there are some plot holes, and, like, obviously they have you know, room to fill those in with the ongoing seasons and stuff. But they could, it could have been more interesting. It could have picked up faster. Yeah, I think one of the things I've seen on Reddit the most is that people really are intrigued by the concept, but it's just the execution yeah. and them being so slow with the narrative that really puts people off. And people are saying, like, if you're not into it by, like, the 10th episode, just quit. then maybe, yeah, just quit. And, you know, I'm glad I stuck it out because, honestly, I kind of need a new TV show. And, you know, it's just going to be one of those shows that I kind of, like, half-watch. And that's okay. I, maybe I need I that. just wish there would have been, once again, with the language, they could have had some Zetus Lapidus, you know. They could have mm. had some Xenon. They could have had some of that. Yeah. But we didn't get it. No, we didn't. But... Should we take a quizzy whizzy? We should. We are taking a quiz called What dystopian universe would you survive in? Other than this one. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. So funny. Q 
Kaylee Flaherty? Flaherty? Kaylee, it's the last name for me. (laughs) Um, A BuzzFeed News reporter, thank you. Look up, what color is the sky now? Green, like Harry Styles' eyes. Blue, like Bella's lips when she almost drowned in New Moon. Purple, like the grapes that I don't really like that much, the green ones are better. Red, as in <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift's album. Okay, I, I'm going to interrupt you there. That is very pinkish for a red. It's very pinkish. Salmon, as in the sushi that I haven't had in months because of this pandemic. Or gray, my favorite color. Um, you know, what an odd question to start with. I'm looking up. Um, there is no sky to be seen. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. From uh, Chicken Little. Isn't that the, <laughs> the movie it's from? I'm going to pick, you know, I'm just going to go bold. I'm going to pick purple. Why not? I am gonna go with gray, you know. I want some big cumulonimbus clouds rolling in. What ended the world? The government. Pollution! Dudes. War! Wouldn't all of these be because of the government? I mean, the government did put dudes on the planet in charge. So, I guess, uh, technology or human beings. I didn't even see those last two. I'm so sorry. (laughs) My phone was covering them. Um, I'm going to say dudes. Because, obviously. Because dudes. I assume they mean men in this scenario. Because I call everybody dude. But I'm going to assume they're talking about men, and men ruin everything. You heard it here, folks. Sexism at its finest. Um, I'm going to go with... Ooh, okay, so I'm torn between pollution, because we all know I, I do care about the environment. I care a lot. You do. Uh, or human beings. But I feel like, at the heart of it, human beings would be the cause for like all of it, you know? Yeah. But maybe... If you really think about it. I mean, you know... I think we're going to be really extra crazy and say technology. Ooh. It's like a fantasy is, of mine to be, like, killed by a robot. Um, is Will Bill Gates be behind this? Technically a human being and a dude? I don't know. I don't want to throw Bill under the bus like that. I don't know. Maybe it's Melinda. <laughs> 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 what do you miss most about before capitalized. Oh my god, I hate this. Uh, we have <laughs> mystical dandelion fluttering in the breeze. Uh, char- Fresh air. <laughs> a charcuterie board. <laughs> There's not real food in the after, in the dystopian universe we live in. Clear, cloudless skies. It- How about those gray clouds you have? <laughs> Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. <laughs> Clean water for hydration and clear skin. Or internet. Hmm. You know, the Gen Z in me really wants to say internet because I use Google. Like, when I really think about it, I use Google for almost everything. 
I don't know how I would function without Google. But honestly, when compared to clean water, it doesn't matter. I gotta have that clean water. I don't want to get some infection, get some bacteria in this body because drinking some nasty water. I'm going to say real food because okay. I don't think I would last in a dystopian world just based on my own, I'm not into that type of attitude towards certain foods. Um, I was talking to you about the movie Snowpiercer when talk- I was... I don't know how I was comparing it to the 100, but in the movie, they have this, they feed the lower class and the poor and all that, like this gross gelatin type of food. And I still, I don't know if it ever answered like what it's made of. I think it probably did, but like, it's absolutely disgusting. It's just a cube of this gelatin. And I'm trying to think it was made of something. Because they, sh- I think they did show it, and everybody was like so disgusted by it. It's not like Jello, it's like some, I don't know, like how they made it, but that's basically what I thought of when answering that question. You know, they do something similar in that other movie that was popular a couple months ago, with like I forget what it's called. I want to say it's like the platform, or something like that. Yeah, I. I remember you telling me about that. And the food goes from floor to floor to floor to floor. And by the time it gets to the bottom, like, there's no food left. And it's just people eating each other's, like, leftovers. And, like, ugh. So, I'm going to go with real food. If I don't have a charcuterie board in my dystopian universe, we're going to have a problem. So, I actually had to look up. Because they're called protein bars in Snowpiercer. And apparently, they were made on this conveyor. Um... And, you know, they grind up cockroaches. I don't know where they're getting all these cockroaches to make these, but that's what they were made of. Just cockroaches. In that universe, I'm upper class. Mm. I am better (laughs) than that. How do you protect yourself these days? The computer. With this internet? (laughs) A pointy dagger. A baseball bat. A wrench? Who is protecting themselves with a wrench? Please somebody tell me. You could just go boop, boop, boop. A rope. Or a bow and arrow. How do you protect yourself with a rope? I guess, like, you could, you know, be a cowboy and, like, do some lasso stuff. Oh, okay. You get a little kinky, get a little wild. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I feel like, um... I mean, I was going to pick, like, the wrench because, like, so many functions. You could fix stuff. You could hit people with it. But also, this just says to protect. And, you know, I feel like a baseball bat, you know, just goes swinging. I agree wholeheartedly uh, with baseball bat because here's the thing. Like, knife has its own, you know, practical things to it. You can slice up your non-real food because we don't have that uh you can stab your enemies you can use it as a tool but i feel like it's so short i would have to get so close to whoever whereas a baseball bat gives me some distance but it's Mm -hmm. wooden i would like i would like to go for aluminum if that would be an option but i will go Mm -hmm. with baseball bat you know or you can like do what negan did on the walking dead put some barbed wire around it that makes it even more dangerous 
There you go. There you go, kids. How to make a weapon to one-on-one. <laughs> um, who are you counting on to fix everything? A reluctant hero. A rebel. For PG. Uh, a charismatic freedom fighter. A reformed politician. The chosen one. Or a sarcastic gunslinger. I know my choice. Um... You know, I'm going to go with a, a sarcastic gunslinger. Me too. Because all these other ones do not sound like they're down for a fun time. If you picked reformed politician, like, please explain the logic to me. They're going to talk it out. It's all about <laughs> diplomacy. Mm-hmm. And if anybody said the chosen one, you know, Harry Potter ain't always going to be around to save the day. Lightning boy ain't going to save anyone in this universe. He didn't choose to be the chosen one. Come on. When your dreams are good, you see. Oh, they didn't even give me words for this one. Okay, Keely. Uh, we have Starry Night Sky. We have Extremely Saturated Windows 10 Screensaver. Uh, we have Cactus in the Arizona Sun. We have I Know What You Are. <laughs> in the twilight the first woods thing I of. <laughs> we have but not blue we have tokyo drift uh and then we have taylor swift's christmas tree farm i actually really love the snowy tree thing so that's what i'm gonna pick Ooh, um you know i do have some like crazy dreams sometimes and i feel like the most accurate one to what I would be dreaming about would be uh, Tokyo Drift. Because <laughs> I have this dream that's kind of recurring where I wake up and I'm in the back seat of a car and nobody's driving. Dang. And she really do be zooming. And I keep trying to get I to mean, the front seat and I can't get to the front seat. I mean, this said when your dreams are good. Is that a good dream? I feel like sometimes chaos is good. Okay, you need that little energy. When you wake up, you want to be sweating just a little bit. Have that heart racing. Which forbidden thing, capitalized, are you hiding in your bunker? We got that knife again. We have a board game. Oh my god, they're really coming for me with this next one. We have a typewriter. Click, clack. Uh, some fuel. In case I want to pour it on myself and light myself on fire. Uh, we have a book. And we have jewelry. What kind of universe we living in where we can't have a book or a typewriter or a board game or jewelry? What is this? What is this? I don't know what I would pick because here's the deal. A book, like in some way I'm like, okay, you would at least have that entertainment or whatever. But I don't know what book I would pick to like want to read again and again. Um, I was actually going to pick a book because like in this world if that this seems like a horrible world if these are things that are forbidden um so i'm gonna pick a book you know i don't care if it's boring i don't care if it's a dictionary i'll learn i'll learn new things and board game you know i don't know if i have a roommate so who am i gonna play with who am i gonna play monopoly with come on uh me as an only child we don't do board games so who am I going to play with myself? Uh, I am going to go with typewriter because, you know, I like to journal. 
I'd probably try to document the experience. I don't know. You better hide that thing, like um, Octavia. <laughs> Where are you gonna put that thing? Under my pillow. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I hate mine. What did you get? I got Minority Report Dystopia. Remember that the future is never a sure thing, and avoid six sticks at all costs. Hmm. I got Divergent Dystopia. Ultimate 2014 culture. Break the mold. And remember, becoming fearless isn't the point. <laughs> My name is Triss now. Oh. There was a Triss on this show. Really? Did I miss that? That little girl that was like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. You know what? I don't care. You know, tri- you know, I can barely remember any of their names. All I know is Burke. Burke. Burke Thelonious Jaha, Chancellor of the <laughs> Ark. <laughs> All right. You know, it's great to know what dystopian u- universe we would survive in. I was kind of hoping Hunger Games. I would feel more elite that way. But I guess I'll have to do with Divergent. I don't know I've anything seen, like, about mine. I don't either, you know. Um, but maybe we can do some research on that later on. Should we do our outro? It's time for us to rise and meet again. Or die in space alone. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at Courage and Null and check out our website. <laughs> I forgot what I was supposed to say. Courage, it's okay. slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts and emails, us at 